As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Sunday, November 21st. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you to take a look ahead to Week 12 waivers. Thanksgiving week waivers is what we're looking at here, DVR. Before we get to that, though, how's Week 11 Sunday treating you? It could be worse. I mean, I'm a Packer fan. They lost a close game, but I think it was one of those games that I prepared myself for them to lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have as much exposure to KC Dallas stacks as some people in the DFS community did. So all things considered, this awful week for most people was just kind of a normal week for me, and I'm happy with that. Hey, Packers might have lost, but at least you could take solace in the fact that uh, your team gave us one of the few like truly entertaining games of Week 11. You got to watch a really fun game. Didn't end the way you wanted it to, but at least it was a fun, enjoyable three hours of your life. Yeah, I, I kind of just shrugged it off. The end. I was like, well, that's just what happens. You play a close game against a decent team on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to beat you sometimes if you don't execute everything perfectly. So, okay, on to the next one. I think we're going to see the Vikings in the playoffs, too. Something we've been talking about a bit on these shows. They definitely have the feel of uh, the team in that big group of NFC not top-tier teams that is ultimately going to get uh, maybe the sixth seed, certainly one of those last two spots in the playoffs. But that is a discussion for another show. Let's get to our discussion here, DVR. Week 12 waivers, an early look at it. And it is going to be another slow, ugly week on the waiver wire. Hopefully you do not need too much help at this stage of the season because you're not going to find much on the wire going into week 12. I want to start out in New York with the Jets. Michael Carter left the Jets, lost to the Dolphins with a knee injury. We don't know the severity of the injury just yet. We probably will by time we are actually making our bids. But for the time being, Let's talk about Ty Johnson, DVR, who is widely available in fantasy leagues. Have to assume that he would assume the largest share of the backfield duties for the Jets if Michael Carter does indeed have to miss some time. I think because he's got a steady pass-catching role, that definitely gives me more interest in Johnson than Tevin Coleman, who also just looks sort of cooked in the per-carry numbers. So I guess the expectations are, are low for Ty Johnson, even with all that. This is a bad Jets team. Yes, they will play to script and be in a position where they have to throw a lot, and because he's a check-down option, they can use him that way. The good news is, if you have to use him next week, it could be sort of an ugly shootout 
The Jets play the Texans. That's a game that could be <laughs> 27-24, right? It's a battle of two yeah, legitimately sure. bad teams. So there are definitely worse players we've had to pick up just by virtue of them having a larger role than Ty Johnson and then had to play as a result of not having other options. So it could be worse, uh, but I'm also not throwing what's left of my fab at Ty Johnson either. Like I, We've talked about a few players that you know, who, who else are you saving it for is often the question this time of year. Someone else is the answer uh, to that question as it pertains to going after Todd Johnson. It's a modest bid where I'm running back desperate, I think, heading into Week 12. I think that really also sums up basically what we're going to be doing with every single player on the wire this week. As you and I are sitting here recording this, there are still two games, Sunday night, Chargers and Steelers, Monday night, Buccaneers and Giants. So, of course, something could happen in either of those games that would change the way that we're looking at the waiver wire. But as of right now, Ty Johnson, actually, with everything you said being something I agree with completely, is looking like one of the more attractive players on the wire most of the rest of the wire dvr is at the wide receiver position i'm gonna just blow through another running back you might want to consider jordan howard had another successful game for the eagles 10 carries for 63 yards he was rotating evenly with miles sanders but he left the game with a knee injury too so this is something you're going to want to take a look at he's 30 percent rostered in yahoo leagues 50 percent rostered in cbs leagues if we get good news on jordan howard's injury it's hard to say that he wasn't the best back for the Eagles uh, in this game on Sunday, but Boston Scott was still in the mix also, and it's not like Miles Sanders is going away. So he's got the injury, he's got the competition, it just really hasn't been a super productive backfield with all these guys healthy. So again, you would have to be really, really desperate to want to make a play on Jordan Howard, and also, if you're that desperate, I feel like most people would have already made the play on Jordan Howard over one of the last couple of weeks. So I just want to put that name out there, probably not someone you need to go too crazy for. The wide receiver position, DVR, may be a little bit different. Let's start off with uh, Cedric Wilson. I want to go to Cedric Wilson because the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving, so just four days away from when you and I are recording this against the Raiders. Amari Cooper almost certainly going to miss this game on the COVID list. And then CeeDee Lamb left the Cowboys' loss to the Chiefs on Sunday uh, with a possible concussion. So he, too, could have trouble getting through concussion protocols and being active for this game. So if both of those guys are out... We're looking at a Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, one-two punch for the Cowboys at the wide receiver position. We saw on Sunday, nowhere near as effective a wide receiver group without CD and Amari, but this could still be a decent spot for people who are looking for a one-week fill-in. You got the Chiefs on by, so no Tyreek Hill. The Cardinals are on by. We've already been without DeAndre Hopkins for a while. Cedric Wilson, if you really need to grab someone and start someone, maybe not a bad ad. Yeah, he probably cracks the top 40 uh, of wide receiver mm -hmm. rankings if CeeDee Lamb can't go and if Amari Cooper's out as expected. I imagine this is a nice bump for Dalton Schultz, though, too. This is a guy that had eight targets, yep. six catches, and 53 yards for the Cowboys in that loss to Kansas City in Week 11. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say any league where you're starting three receivers and you don't have that third spot locked down either because of injuries or because of bye weeks, Cedric Wilson is on the radar, at least for a short-term stream. I imagine Cooper's probably back after Thanksgiving if he doesn't mm -hmm. play, so it's probably a one-week sort of situation for Wilson. I would say both of them are ha have to be back after Thanksgiving. We haven't seen guys miss three games because of COVID situations. We've rarely seen guys miss two games because of COVID situations. Obviously, this is different with the Cowboys having a Thursday nighter. That's what's complicating matters for Amari Cooper. Also, the fact that his COVID situation came up late in the week before the Week 11 game. And, and then CeeDee Lamb uh, with the concussion. Uh, it's unlikely that he would miss a game that is you know another week 
after this one. So most likely both of those guys are back in week 13, which then would mean this is indeed a one-week fill-in for Cedric Wilson. But that could definitely be lucrative with the Cowboys taking on the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Van Jefferson fits into this group as well, DVR. He's about 50% owned uh, and combined uh, on Yahoo and CBS, so maybe not available to everyone. We saw in Week 10 him go for three catches and 54 yards on seven targets. It seems like with Robert Woods out, even with Odell Beckham in, he's remaining the wide receiver three at worst for the Rams, and that's a spot that he has turned into some useful fantasy games of the season. Again, a short-term guy, someone you're not going to want to start every single week, but we've seen enough from him to make him rosterable in a lot of spots. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I think I'm worried about is if the Rams' defense finds another level uh, with Von Miller's recent addition, maybe they're in a position where they throw less. That That's the thing that could possibly slow down Van Jefferson's breakout a little bit, but mm-hmm. clearly an opportunity there. Uh, Matthew Stafford's playing well overall this season, despite some struggles more recently. I'm in on Jefferson, over nine yards per target this season. I don't know if he'll hold that level of efficiency with more volume, but you can afford to come down a little bit if you're going to get seven or eight targets per game, which I don't think is an unreasonable expectation for Jefferson going forward. Yeah, I really don't think it's unreasonable either. And, you know, they're going to need some sort of explosion in the offense. Robert Woods was so key to everything they do. Obviously, Robert Woods is a receiver. That speaks for itself. But he's a guy they like to get a few carries. One of the best blockers in the NFL at the wide receiver position. He was really key to everything they did in the run game. As much, maybe more than any other receiver in the NFL. Jarvis Landry is another guy who comes to mind as being really, really important to his team's run game. It's a long way, or maybe a, I would like to say an artistic way, of, uh, of saying that they're going to need to change some things in the offense. It's not just like we can say, okay, Odell Beckham, you do a little bit of what Robert Woods did, and Van Jefferson, you do a little bit of what Robert Woods did, and we can cobble together this Robert Woods Frankenstein. They're going to have to change a few things up. And maybe some of that is taking the deep shots with Van Jefferson. We've seen them this year with Deshaun Jackson before they cut him be successful taking some of those big, deep shots. And, you know, as great as Cooper Cup is at almost everything that wide receivers do, that's not really his game. And so Van Jefferson, I think, has to step up and be that sort of player for the Rams. It makes him pretty intriguing over this regular season stretch run into the fantasy playoffs. Someone who I would definitely consider if he were available in my league. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. How about LaVisca Chenault, DVR? Let's get back to Visca. Went for five catches on five targets for 50 yards in Jacksonville's loss to the 49ers. And Jamal Agnew, who had become a key part of Jacksonville's offense over the last, really, month or so here, DVR, left in the fourth quarter with a hip injury. We did not see him after he left. If Chenault is suddenly back as a 
top two or three pass catcher for Jacksonville, he's at least back on our radar. Yeah, looking at the upcoming schedule, too, it's the Falcons in Week 12. That's a pretty good spot. Bad pass defense. You know, The Rams in Week 13, good game script. Probably going to be a situation where the Jags have to throw more than they want to there. Uh, Tennessee coming up in Week 14, they've been the most generous defense to opposing wide receivers so far this season. you got Houston, you got the Jets. So overall, really, four out of five good matchups, and then the one bad matchup is a good game script for extra volume for LaVisca Chenault. Uh, they also find ways to get him involved in the running game on occasion, too, so maybe you get a little nudge there on occasion. I'm just surprised that you know, for as much as he's been targeted, he's got two games this season where he's been targeted 10 times, he has not scored a touchdown this year. <laughs> that is weird. I mean, like, part of that's just the Jags having mm-hmm. uh, yep. a new head coach and a and rookie quarterback, even though Trevor Lawrence Being is a bad. great rookie. Just being a bad team, it's hard to get that many touches and not score. So some of the the underwhelming qualities of the game log, if you just look at like fantasy points per week, are just the result of never scoring. Opportunities, just in terms of volume, have been there. I guess the question is, with the schedule, with the development of Lawrence, do the quality of the opportunities go up? Do they start to find their stride as a unit over the course of what's left of the season because if the answer is yes then you should be pretty excited about Chenault if the answer is no then we've got a pretty good indication of what it's going to look like on a week-to-week basis we've seen volume without production from him to this point yeah I don't think that's something I want to bet on I I like the optimism of it but I just don't think that we've really seen enough of them headed in that direction to suddenly think it's going to happen. I really think Chenault here is dependent on Jamal Agnew missing some time. So I'd be on the lookout for injury information on Jamal Agnew over this next 48 hours before you place your bids. And if he is going to miss some time, you know, I would still go for Van before him. If I just needed one week and one week only, I'd probably go for Cedric Wilson before him. But if Jamal Agnew is going to miss some time, I could see LaVisca Chenault being someone who is in our fantasy lives again this week. One more receiver, Sterling Shepard, DVR, not going to play in the Giants Monday night football game against the Buccaneers, but could be back in week 12. And we know the role that he's had with Daniel Jones this season when he's been healthy. It speaks for itself. So let's say you are a wide receiver needy manager, DVR. You've got Cedric Wilson, Van Jefferson, LaVisca Chenault, Sterling Shepard all sitting out there. How would you rank them? How would you prioritize them going into your week 12 bids? Maybe I'm out of my mind, but I would just play it week to week. I'd probably go Wilson first and just try to survive okay. week 12. Slight edge to Jefferson because Odell Beckham's role is going to grow for the Rams, right? He's not going to be mm-hmm. a 15 snap guy every week the rest of the way. Yep. I think the bye week's well-timed for him to sort of get up to speed and, and start to figure some things out and they'll carve out a, a larger role for him. So I'd go Wilson Wilson, Shepard, Jefferson, Chenault, if I'm looking at all of them. And I think the problem with Sterling Shepard is just that there are so many options for the Giants in that passing game. I don't know if they even have a clear hierarchy for someone they want to be an 8-10 to 10 target player. It seems like they want to spread the ball around a lot. It's frustrating from a fantasy perspective. I still think Kenny Galladay is the guy. If there is mm-hmm. a true number one in mm-hmm. that offense... He is that guy, and I don't even have that much confidence that he's that guy, even though I think he's the best player in that receiving core. 
and he might have an opportunity to really establish himself on Monday night when Sterling Shepard is going to miss another game for the Giants because of his injury. So another possible opportunity for Kenny Galladay here. I think I go Van first where he's available. Excuse me. It's a long-term bet on the Rams offense. I'm with you on Cedric Wilson being someone who could really step up in Week 12. If I'm Week 12 needy, he would be my next guy. Sterling Shepard third. LaVisca Chenault fourth. We've just had that LaVisca rug pulled out on us one too many times this season to really believe in it. If Jamal Agnew is indeed going to miss some time, I still think he's the fourth guy out of four here, out of the ones that we've talked about. Jake Seeley, of course, will have a full breakdown of the waiver wire available to you before you are making your bid, so be sure to check that out on The Athletic, and be sure to listen to us on this very show tomorrow. Me, Jake Seeley, and Brandon Funston will take a fuller look at the waiver wire and, of course, everything that we saw in Week 11. That's going to do it for this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Good luck to everyone who is still hoping for something good to go for them in their Week 11 fantasy matchups. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. See you. 